Welcome back, college football fans, to the South End Zone. Uh, I'm Eric. I'm hosting this week. I'm here, as always, per the usual, with uh, Jason and Timmy. So we got the full complement of three. Timmy, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot, man. Just uh, doing a little bit of traveling around for uh, Easter, uh, spring break kind of vibes. So um, just uh, chilling, really. Excellent. Excellent. Jason, what's going on? Uh, oh, you know, just hanging out in the hotel. Been stuck up here in Pennsylvania working and uh, just been... You got a working vehicle yet? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, I do have a working vehicle. I actually got it fixed the same day. And for those of you who own Toyota Tundras, uh, you might want to watch where you park because somebody is going to cut your fucking catalytic converters off of your shit, especially if you're <laughs> in Pennsylvania somewhere. Well... It's a hot commodity right now, you know? It is. It is it's a hot actually, commodity. Read, it's, a very, it's only going to get hotter, too. I mean, not to get too off topic, but uh, the, the Russia-Ukraine thing is actually affecting the price of palladium, which is one of the rare metals that's in catalytic converters that makes them desirable for thieves. Excuse me? Oh, yeah. That, like, you could get like six, seven hundred bucks for a for a catalytic converter right now it's insane yeah it's it's palladium or palladium like russia is like the world's largest exporter of this particular uh rare metal that's found in cattle you know primarily used in catalytic converters and so all these car companies are like kind of stiff arming russia over the whole ukraine thing well now this shit's only getting more expensive so uh yeah if you have a catalytic converter which is basically every car in the world right now um don't let anybody ever tell us that we're not fucking multicultured over here, okay? That's right. Yeah, I'm I'm like Mike Mike Leach. I'm I'm a guy who knows a little bit about a lot of different things. Um, mm-hmm. However, uh, to get back on topic, uh, this week on the slate, guys, um, we're going to talk about spring football. So uh, the ACC, the Big Ten, and the SEC, for the most part, are all done with spring ball, uh, spring practice, had their spring game. I, uh, Jason, I did not really get a ton of opportunity to, to kind of keep up on that. I know you watched a handful of spring games, uh, you know, last week and over the weekend. Uh, so we'll, let's just start with the ACC. Do you have any takeaways from, from that conference? Yeah, I've got a, a handful and you know, everybody I'm sure wants to hear, Oh, Clemson quarterback, comp, you know, competition and club Nick and all that. The only thing that you can take away from them is that it's DJU's job to lose. You know, so how short his leash is going to be, we don't know. Klubnik looked pretty good, so he's uber talented. So there's not really much to take away from them. Their offense looked pretty inept in the spring game, but that's hmm, weird. A lot of a lot of that, yeah. But a lot of that's going around, man. Like you know, I'll talk about it a little bit later. Alabama was the same way. You know, like they they had to take Will, Will Anderson out of the spring game to give the offense a look. Like they new, just, new strain of coronavirus, shitty offense. Something going around, know. yeah, it, it is going around. So, there was a lot well, that, of that. That dude makes a lot of offenses look shitty, though. It, that's true, but just in general, like Bryce Young didn't do shit in the spring game and he's the Heisman winner. So, I don't think we question his talent. So, hard to take away from you know Clemson's offense, really, how good they're going to be. I don't know. Surely they'll be better than they were last year because last yeah, year they sucked, or maybe not, <laughs> or maybe not. Yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, when I, when I look at spring games, really, there's, I guess the only thing I pay attention to, not necessarily like the quality of play, but like really, I think the only thing uh, that I personally find instructive is who's getting the snaps where. Like, right. was there anything you saw that kind of surprised you or or you found well, interesting? Yeah, a couple of play like, 
you look at North Carolina with Sam Howell moving on to the NFL and they like all their QBs looked pretty good. I mean, like you could just kind of change them out. I don't know that really one guy has a big edge over the other, but the one thing that I did notice about North Carolina was Josh Downs. I mean, he was just going off. He looks like, you know, a future top 10 pick (laughs) ripping balls out of the air. I mean, we know he's talented, but the thing I did take away from North Carolina is their defense looked like Swiss cheese. You know, I was going to say their defense will make any quarterback look like they're the next Sam Howell coming up. Yes. And I mean, they have no pass rush outside of miles Murphy. Like I'm not sure what kind of packages they put in, you know, or what, or how vanilla their defense was, but ultimately show me some more when the first couple of games get here. I I don't know what it's going to be, but quarterback, I have no idea who's going to start for them. It's all of them looked pretty good. And then a guy that did look good at QB was Miami uh, Van Dyke. Like, I feel like if he played and correct me if I'm wrong, both of you, but I feel like if uh, Tyler Van Dyke played for a really good team, he'd be a Heisman candidate. Am I crazy? I think he could be one this year, quite honestly. You know, I think last yeah, I, year Miami just kind of, you know, stumbled upon him. They they had a diamond in the rough on the bench, and they were like, oh, shit, this guy, he plays for us? You kidding me? You kidding me? Yeah, they, they kind of, he fell into their lap somewhat when Derek King got hurt, and he played really, really well. I think he's going to probably put up some numbers this year, would be my guess. It, you know, I'm trying to think, like, right offhand. I don't know that I can name just off the top of my head, a better quarterback in the ACC. Like, I don't if, think I was, if, I was, uh-uh. if I was picking the ACC, like the all-conference team right now, I, he's got to be the front-runner to be all-conference quarterback, right? Like the yeah. only one that you could maybe argue is Djokovic, but he's coming off of an injury, so who who knows with that? Well, Devin Leary at uh, NC State would be yeah, under, get out of here with he that. He would be under consideration. And also the kid from Wake Forest, is he not back? Wake Forest you kidding me? He plays for Wake Forest. Oh God! <laughs> here we go again. Not, not this. We're not, we're not, we're not getting sucked into a Wake argument with me tonight. Stop it. Oh, so geez. yes, I don't know. I, I caught probably three or four Miami games that that uh, Van Dyke started, and I was really impressed with him. And he was, I believe, a redshirt freshman last year. So yeah, he's uh he future is bright uh, with him in Miami. Yeah. And the only other, the only other real spring game in the ACC that I paid any attention to was uh, Timmy's boys over in Blacksburg. Yeah, and, sorry, sorry about that. Oh man, it was painful a little bit, but uh, Grant Wells, you know, transferred in. He looks like he's going to be the guy that sort of holds serve. He looked the best to me, you know, that was a good deep ball, all that stuff. But uh, the O line looks real suspect, but. Ultimately, I think their passing game will probably be improved. Something that did stand out to me about Virginia Tech was their receivers. Like, they do look like they've got some playmakers. They had a a true freshman that made some good plays. Um, And then, uh, let's see, Jalen Jones. He looked really elusive. So, uh, you know. Those they got some dudes that looked like they are some playmakers, but I think they need to probably peek into the portal and find a running back because um, they they don't look like they've got much of a running game right now, which is really weird um, for a Virginia Tech team. Yeah. And then as far as their defense goes, kind of a bend don't break look. You know, again it's spring, hard to tell, but they look like an opportunistic kind of group. I guess does that make sense? Well, you should know that defensively. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I don't know how much like you're talking about sub packages earlier. I I would guess most spring games are are either you know straight up man or just like a soft like two deep zone or so i don't think they get get anything too exotic you know especially up front in spring game that's not really kind of 
uh, the point, I don't think. But uh, I think you said they suck weird. We suck. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, I guess. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a hey, polite I, way to I say I ain't going to pull no punches, man. I, I mean, know. They're going to. They're going to be lucky to win six games this year. Oh, I, I haven't looked it's at their schedule, of, but I think they can get to six. Well, it's one of those situations where it's like, you know, you lost most of your team either to the draft or to the transfer portal, and you're coming in with a whole new coaching staff. You know, the odds are stacked against you. So being bowl eligible at the end of this year would be a W in my book. So. All right. Well, that's coming from a Hokie fan. So hopefully the, the rest of your uh, kind of community there has similar realistic expectations. You must think I'm dumb. This ain't Texas, man. Right. As I say, it's not like you're, it's not like you're a, a volunteer or a Longhorn fan. So, so there's, there's hope. Uh, so moving on to the big 10 Michigan state, do they look like they can actually stop the pass this year? Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Don't. Well, so, so the more things <laughs> change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah. The real question is, is was Mel Tucker wearing shorts? You know he uh, was. You know, uh, surely, I, I'm. You know, it had to be, be like. I would be stunned. I, <laughs> I don't know, but the the thing that stood out about Michigan State the most was their lack of explosiveness last year. Uh, Kenneth Walker came out of nowhere when he transferred from Wake Forest and just was a explosive play machine. You know, scored seventy five yard touchdown runs in week one. You know, so it. Uh, noticeably less explosive on offense. It looked just very Northwestern-ish, you know, just kind of nickel and dime them a little bit here and there, run for three or four yards. But I I think they're going to take a step back this year, unless something similar happens and, you know, somebody steps up and starts making big-time plays like a Kenneth Walker. But Peyton Thorne looked okay, you know, at QB. He didn't, like, do anything terrible to make me think that – they're going to have a terrible year at the quarterback position. But ultimately, like I say, I think eight and four would be a win for them this year based on how they looked. I don't know. All right. Well, since you brought up uh, a team may take a step back this year, uh, let's shift over to Michigan. Uh, We've talked about them and all of, you know, new coordinators, uh, all the talent they're losing on defense. Yeah. You mentioned you watched them thoughts. They, because we're all kind of over here the last couple of weeks saying, hey, you know, we might be like, you know, seven, eight win type team kind of falling off. Maybe they peaked last year. What you still, still on that train or you see anything change your mind? There's two factors to that. The first is their schedule sets up really nice for them. Their tough games are all on the back end of their schedule. That's figure some stuff out before the meat of it. Yeah. Right. That, so there's a chance that they could, you know, sort of start sluggish and, you know, figure it out and get going. But ultimately, man, they've got a QB problem. McNamara, I mean, hey, he didn't do anything to wow me in the spring game. Yeah. And and McCarthy, I mean, neither one of them looked <laughs> neither one of them looked good. And I forget the kid's name. I'm awful at names, but the kid who got injured, the big wide receiver that got injured in week one oh, last year. Uh- Bell, yeah, he, he tore his uh, like his ACL or something with his ankle, right? Week one, Bell. Right, yeah, and he is back. So if he, you know, I think that'll be a big help for them uh, because outside of running the ball well last year, they didn't do anything well on offense, really. We couldn't do diddly poo offensively. Yeah, so I expect more of that. They'll probably be fine running the ball, and they'll have to lean on it really hard again. But they're a wild card to me, man. They've got so much turnover on defense. Like, I don't know who's going to start where. 
they're just a complete wild card. And then add to all of that, <laughs> Harbaugh almost leaves to go to the NFL, and we know he doesn't really want to be there. So I, I don't know what the hell they're going to do. It would not shock me to see them go six and six or eleven and one. I, I'm I'm completely lost on what they do. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely going to be one of the two. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know that there's an in between. Yeah, they there's may, no in between for them this year. Yeah, they might tank. And if I had, you know, I don't know what their Vegas total is going to be, but if it's in the double digits, I'm taking the under. Yeah. Uh, well, then, last but not least, I know uh, you you pointed out a couple of teams specifically from the SEC that you watched that you came away thinking that they are going to have a pretty good year. Most listeners are going to be able to guess those two teams are Alabama. Emma and Georgia. So thoughts there. And as we're leaving the Big Ten, I did watch Ohio State spring game. They look like an absolute fucking juggernaut, and they'll be favored in every game, probably by double digits. They're stupid good, and their defense looks better. Still a little bit concerned about the depth on the defensive line in the front seven, you know, stopping the run because they had big problems with that last year. But they can get that right. They'll crush everyone they play on their way to a playoff berth. But uh, moving over to the SEC, like I kind of touched on with Clemson, Alabama, their defense was just, it was utterly dominant in the spring game. They didn't really, the only team that scored any points were the twos, you know, the number two offense against the number two defense scored some points, but the ones got dominated by the front seven. Bryce Young got sacked like, I don't even know how many times. They had to literally take Will Anderson out of the game just to give the offense a look, and Saban was like, well, shit, we don't have anybody that can block number 31. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, he said Join that the club, dude. Right. Yeah. That, you know, and they're just like, well, shit. He's like, we don't have anybody on our team that can block him. What are you going to do? We're, we're happy he's on our team. So the one thing that I can take away from Alabama is that their pass rush is going to be an absolute fucking nightmare for opposing quarterbacks. Uh, between Anderson, Dallas Turner, and uh, Chris Braswell. Those three dudes, <laughs> I feel sorry for opposing quarterbacks this year. I, I don't know how good they're going to be in the secondary. They did add a big-time transfer, you know, Eli Ricks from LSU. They should be. I think defensively as a whole, they're just going to be a lot better this year. I, I don't think they'll be on Georgia's level last year. I'm not going to make some crazy proclamation like that. No, but they're they're more than good enough offensively. They don't need to be nearly that good. Right. What about yeah. uh, how are they looking at receiver? I know they got the transfer from Georgia, Jermaine Burton. They did, and they, it's kind of hard to tell, you know, because he didn't have much time to throw. But when he did have time to throw, Burton looked really good. I still don't understand why he transferred from Georgia and Alabama. I guess just because he wants to be thrown to by Bryce Young. But, I, but uh, receiver wise, there are some dudes that are going to have to step up. They're going to have to have some guys that step up. Burton looks good, but we saw, you know, a Jai Hall just transferred to Texas. It's like all the Texas is taking all the dudes that get kicked off of Bama's team. I don't know. It's weird, but uh, I'm not concerned about their offense. They looked, you know, when he had time to throw, they looked just like Alabama always does on offense. And Jameer Gibbs looks like a fucking machine. I mean, he looks yeah. like a superstar. So, yeah, he re- he was really wasted at Georgia Tech. He's he when I saw he was transferring to Alabama, I kind of thought to myself, yeah, that that dude's going to run for thirteen hundred yards next year. Like you watch. Yeah, what I took away from it was he looked like the the missing piece from last year's offense. Nothing against Brian Robinson, but you know he's just not that type of back man. He's a he's a solid number two. He's not a guy that you want to hand the ball to twenty five times a game. 
So yeah, who and does really, number two work for? Yeah. <laughs> well, he was pretty yeah. good when he was healthy. It just it seemed like he was dinged up a lot and somewhat limited there. But uh, the, the Gibbs kid is really really good. So yeah. I'm curious to see what he does. Uh, but if you want to talk about the if you want to talk about the national champs, uh, yeah, the well they're next up on on my uh, my little ticker here. Uh, the bulldog. So the question, I mean, obviously down here where I'm at, the the question everyone's going to ask, uh, which I personally think is a dumb question because it's, I think everyone already knows the answer, but it's, oh, well, who, who took the starting quarterback reps? Well, who the hell do you think took them? I, as someone who follows Georgia, would be more concerned with who took the number two quarterback reps. And we'd be talking about either Carson Beck or Brock Vandegrift. Did did the um, quarterback who just won a national title get the starting reps in the spring game, Eric? I don't yeah, know. Yes, he did. Oh, and I hope what? I hope Excuse all the listeners me? I hope all the listeners Excuse were me? sitting down for that revelation. That <laughs> this is lunacy. It's crazy. No, it's lunacy is the right word, but I'm um, you know it, yeah. He's one bad game away generous. from people calling for his head. It's ridiculous. He is. It, it is. is. It's it, crazy. It's so stupid. He didn't, now, have, he didn't even have the bad game yet. He, you know, when he said, "Hey, I'm coming back next year," people are like, "Oh man, yeah. God, what we, like." Well, what? the thing that you need to take away from this, and this is what I think about it, as far as the mailman goes, he, you know, was a product last year. He's a great game manager. Didn't turn the ball over. All that kind of stuff because he had a defense on the other side of the ball that was historically good, maybe the best ever. I mean, 10 and a half points a game. You can make some mistakes when you have a defense who's going to go force the other team to go three and out 90% of the time. So if their defense regresses, then yeah, I mean, he'll, he'll have to make some more plays, but they're not short on athletes. Like when I watched that game, that spring game, dude, like, do you remember the scene from Terminator? That's like a, like a futuristic apocalyptic view and all these Terminator robots are like marching and shooting and they're like looking at the camera. That's what Georgia's spring game looks like. It looks like just a bunch of fucking massive muscled up robots that are just ready to like annihilate everyone. They, <laughs> they're not going to be any worse than they were last year. They're still going to be freakishly good everywhere. They have the, maybe the best tight end room in all no, it's of not, college. It's not, it's not maybe. I'm talking about of all of college football history. So am I. It's not maybe. It's not close. <laughs> I mean, between and, and that's Gilbert what I was going to say is, I, is if you were going to make me the quarterback coach for Georgia and you were going to task me with making Stetson Bennett better this year, all I'm going to do is I'm going to sit him down. I'm going to show him film. I'm going to say, you see number 19 right there? Throw him the fucking ball on every fucking play. But that's yeah. what you do. But that's just it. It'll make you look good. That's just it. It's not just him. It's Eric Gilbert, who is a high school All-American and was all all freshman SEC at LSU, transferred. Uh, we played against him in high school. Uh, first round of the playoffs, we went up to Marietta, where he played high school. And that team was capital S stacked. Their their quarterback was a five-star kid, went to Tennessee. Uh, Gilbert and um, they had a defensive end who's now at LSU, uh, Aziz Ojolari's brother, BJ. Yeah. Uh, they had uh, they had a receiver. I went to like BC or Michigan State. Uh, w- watching Eric Gilbert in high school blew my mind because you could put that guy in a room with nine NFL players, and if you didn't know who was who, you know you might guess wrong four times on who was the high schooler. Yeah. Like I am not joking. It was you know it, it was like uh, you know it looked like the the Billy Madison dodgeball scene. Like he was Ooh. he was just operating. It it's like this is not fair. Well, so what he's he, telling he, me he is, is those Camden County boys got a little tiny spanking. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, they did. They got one. I mean, what are you going to do? But, uh, but, but him, uh, still got the Washington kid who would be, uh, you know, a lot of schools. For, yeah, he, he would, would be, starve he would be for the main, teams in the SEC. Yeah. Yeah. It's no joke. And, I mean, Bowers, dude, he's one of the top five players in the nation, just period, at any position. Like, Brock he may be. Bowers be- could have been a top 10 NFL draft pick this year if he's yeah, eligible. Yeah, he may be the best player in the country. I mean, yeah. just from pure athleticism and a matchup like nightmare. I don't know that there's another person that's better than him. I mean, you, you start comparing positions. It's like, eh, Will Anderson, Bryce Young, Bowers. He's right there. I mean, he's a freak. He's, he's Rob Gronkowski-esque in his prime. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 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 So that, that's that's kind of what I was kind of reading up on with Georgia in the spring game. Because I'm curious to see, you know, they have they have four tight ends who are like starting caliber. Oh, yeah. And, the, you know, they're the type of tight ends that then you can really create some mismatches as far as, well, this guy can outrun the linebacker, but he can also, you know, if, if we put him in the slot, he can, he can win that fight for the ball, right? A contested catch and break a tackle. And, you know, and if they're able to put three of those guys on the field, uh, that's a problem for defenses. So I'm going to, I'm curious to see how that goes for them. But, uh, well, before I moved to Texas A&M, the biggest takeaway from them, man, they've arrived to the point where they are like Alabama 2.0. They're not going to drop off. They're going to reload every year. And they're just, they're that good now. Like he's got it in, made into a football factory. I mean, that's what it is. And it's going to be that way every year. I just don't see him going away. Yeah. We, we talked about that during the, the Dan Lanning episode, right? They, yeah. They're going to have probably five guys off that defense get picked in the first round. Well, guess what? Yeah. Their defense still going to be really really good and oh yeah uh, so yeah it, yeah absolutely but the last they team might not that go you, 14 and one and win but they'll they'll still <laughs> be in the conversation yeah they're going to be limited basically by their quarterback play at this point it's how good can bennett be we'll see but moving on to texas a&m that's like really the last one in the sec i kind of paid attention to because there's still some others next week but uh they, it's more of the same for me, man. They're a quarterback away from being an elite football team. Like they do have some depth concerns along the defensive line, but they did bring like fucking six, five-star defensive freshmen in. So, it, you know, surely some of those guys can step up and fill holes and make plays and whatever. But Max Johnson and Connor Weigman and, um, and Haynes King, they all looked like shit. Haynes King, yeah. So, I mean, that, you know, I would imagine max johnson's probably going to hold serve and start but that would be my prediction right now but i i think even if he does he's going to have to play really well for them to take that next step and be a contender every week you know he's not that good i don't i agree i don't think he is but max johnson deceptively quick can also make plays with his feet so you know, wouldn't be shocked to see yeah. that. And that's why, you know, cause King's the runner. It's like, Oh, well he adds that dimension. Johnson made a bunch of good plays with his feet in the game. So he would be my pick to start, but again, he's going to have to play really well if they're going to win double digit games. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Max Johnson always struck me as the kind of guy who is mobile enough to avoid a sack, right. And turn, turn it, maybe turn a six yard play into at least get rid of the ball or maybe gain two yards, you know, and, and there's value to that, but I don't think he's going to, you know, have any 50 or 60 yard rushing games. Yeah. No, I mean, uh, he like, might like break Haynes a long King one. Might. Yeah. Yeah. He, he can break a long one if he, 
and that's what he did in the spring game. He might, you know, he broke a couple of long runs where there was just no one, you know, so mm-hmm. it, uh, it'll be interesting to see because they got a lot of hype. All right. Well, then, uh, if you guys don't have anything else on spring practice or spring games, uh, you know, some of the position battles or maybe what, uh, what some of the new faces are going to look like in new spots. Uh, I'm going to kick it over to Jason for a word from our sponsors at DraftKings. Jason, take it away. The NBA playoffs means next-level basketball. Get in on the first-round action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. You win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the first round with same-game parlays. Plus, place a same-game parlay each day with three or more legs and get up to $25 in free bets back if one leg doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the first round of the playoffs and get $150 in free bets instantly. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for the details. Welcome back to segment two this week. Uh, we're going to shift away from the spring and talk about uh, talk about the fall, but do it in the springtime. And by that, I mean ESPN released uh, what they call their FPI, their Football Power Index, uh, which is similar to <laughs> some of the... Uh, a new name for this thing, man. Yeah, I know. that it, It's not very imaginative. But uh, what it does, for, for listeners who don't know, it... Uh, FPI is especially a mathematical formula, and it attempts to kind of quantify or measure uh, a team's true strength and talent and ability. And it does it on a what's called a net points scale. And the easiest way to explain that is uh, that would be their expected margin of victory or loss versus a perfectly extra medium average opponent, like the 65th best team in FBS uh, on a neutral field. So if you see the, the FPI number next to a ranking, that's that would be effectively their version of like a Vegas point spread. So here some ground rules for this, all right? So I'm going to read off the top 10. I'm just going to read them off. So in just case we have listeners who haven't seen them, and then I will get um, from you guys once we've you know stated who's who, uh, we'll get some initial, initial reactions, um, some surprises, some snubs, and maybe kind of, get some opinions on what what you guys think the top 10 should be now it's it's the the mathematical formula how they come up with this it's kind of like qbr right it's all proprietary and espn doesn't tell you what's under the hood uh you have to kind of guess but, i don't know if i want to uh, know what's under the hood <laughs> i i'm, I'm kind of curious and then kind of scared yeah it's 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 a weird middle ground but uh so in a development that will shock nobody, uh, Alabama, number one, preseason FPI. Number two is Ohio State. Number three, defending national champions, Georgia. Number four, Clemson. Uh, 
Notre Dame checks in at five. Texas is six. At number seven, we have the Wolverines. Hey, hey, hey. I said, let me get through this. You guys are killing me. Oh, I know where this conversation is going. Number seven, the, the Fighting Harbaugh's of Michigan. Uh, number eight, Oklahoma. Number nine, Pitt. And, okay. Oh, my God. And number 10, I'm, I'm scared to read this out loud. I yeah. just, it's, it oh, feels man. like it can't be real. Number, number 10, Auburn. It's so, not real. I'm going to start. So Timmy laughed loudest, so I'm going to let him go first. Tim, <laughs> initial reaction. Uh, the initial reaction is, is the top what, what, five. What jumps out at you first? Well, I'm I'm just gonna say the top five is at least like in the the realm of you know not completely batshit crazy, but when okay. you when you're talking about six through ten, that that list is like debating somebody about flat Earth. Okay, that <laughs> shit is just not okay. None of it is okay. <laughs> I, I don't even know where you could begin to think that Texas is a top six team in the country by any metric. I don't care <laughs> what you're talking about. I don't care who you play. Like nothing, <laughs> nothing about them is top six. Okay. You know, Michigan, they're, they're all hype. You know, we've talked about that. They're going to shit the bed. Oklahoma. You know, they have a brand new coach. They have no quarterbacks. Who the hell knows what they're going to be? Pitt? You kidding me? You kidding me? I don't even want to start with that. And then Auburn is just like, oh, my God. We, we've covered them pretty in-depthly about how big of a dumpster fire it is. And, I, dude, there's just so many other SEC teams that I could see above them. Like, they might be 10th in their own conference. 10th in the country you're kidding me yeah that wouldn't shock me if some guy came up and told me hey i'm a time traveler from january of 2023 and <laughs> auburn just finished 10th in the sec like i wouldn't call him a liar like i'd be like oh, i could see it like um <laughs> but so jason hopefully tim didn't steal all your thunder with that little tirade but what jumped out at you first well it does jump out at me a little bit um that Ohio State is ahead of Georgia, you know, right out of the gate. I know they're really good, and I know their offense is going to be stupid good and all that, but I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, we'll get to our own top tens here shortly, but, I mean, I don't see how you could put anybody really above them, but we'll get to that. Like Timmy, to echo what he said a little bit, Texas, get the fuck out of here. They don't even need to be in the top 25. <laughs> they suck. I don't know. I mean, Gwenny, I mean, Quinn Ewers, what's he going to be? The the next coming of Peyton Manning or some shit? Like, he's not that good. He can't take that team and turn them into the, the number six team. Because even if they go and win 10, 11 games, they're going to get fucking steamrolled by an actual good team. So they're an imposter, an impostore on this list. Okay. So moving on down the line, Michigan, I again, I told you earlier, I don't know what they're going to be. Could be a six and six, could be 11 and one. I have no idea. They're a wild card. Their schedule sets up really nicely. So I'm okay with them being in the top 10 wherever. If you put them in the top five, I'd be fine with that too. Uh, Oklahoma, I disagree with Timmy a little bit on that. I think Dylan Gabriel is going to put up video game numbers. 
I think their defense will be much improved with Venables being there. I think they'll actually know how to tackle, at least on some level now, because last year they didn't know how to tackle anyone. And then Pittsburgh, I, I think that side of the ACC is just a big crapshoot. And somebody's got to hold serve, and most people think it's going to be them. And I don't know that there will be a huge drop-off. Like, there will be a drop-off from Kenny Pickett to Keaton Slovis. There will be a drop-off, for sure. But I don't know that it's going to be some monumental drop-off, and Slovis is just going to be terrible. So I think they'll be fine. Auburn, same as Texas. Get the fuck out of the top 25. You don't belong in the top 50 on this list. Like, they had one impressive game last year against Alabama. The rest of the time, they look like shit, and they're going to be – I've already said it. They're probably going to field the worst team they've fielded in a decade. So, I don't know, man. That's all I got there. Just that's my initial, like, what the fuck. Okay, so uh, I guess we'll 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 start kind of top to bottom for my takeaways. Um, I was okay with Ohio State being above Georgia because I think their schedule sets up pretty well for them as well, for the most part. And I am not convinced that they will lose a game. Like if we want to get into bold predictions. Uh, I think there are going to be two teams that finish this year undefeated. One of them will be Ohio State, and the other will be the Chanticleers. Um, but I'm I'm okay with you know two and three Georgia Ohio State in some order. Either way, I could you know no no complaints there. Uh, I do expect Clemson to be better, and I think four is suitable for them. And same with with uh, Notre Dame at five. So I'm I'm kind of with Timmy. Like the top five is reasonable to me. <sighs> Texas. Uh, I've been trying all day to figure out how you go five and seven and lose at home to Kansas. I'm totally embarrassed and totally ashamed. And and get the worldwide leader to to proclaim you the number six team in the country. I don't get it. Bijan Robinson is a stud. I get it. Uh, Xavier Worthy, excellent. I mean, he he almost thousand yards, twelve touchdowns as a freshman. He's going to be a really really good player. I'm not 100 percent sure who's going to be throwing him the ball this season. Uh, and it's going to be the same shit as last year, probably for the first half of the year, trying to figure out who is the quarterback. Is it Ewers? Is it Hudson Card? Do we go back and forth when one struggles? You know. And by the way, are they going to play defense at some point? Um, <laughs> because all those games they lost, those were all there were a lot of second half double digit blown leads, um, and they all but, actually but, happened. Yeah, and they happened. Not it's not you know theoretical math. It's this happened. Um, so yeah, I miss me with Texas, uh, <laughs> miss me all the way. Michigan. Okay. I mean, fine. I don't have too hard a spot with Michigan. I think Oklahoma will be good. Uh, I think they'll be better on defense. Like Jason said, I think D- Dylan Gabriel, uh, he put up like 7,000 yards at UCF. Yeah. I mean, he, he's a player. He's going to, I think he will look more like what they were hoping to get out of Spencer Rattler. Uh, yeah. Last year, if he stays than, healthy, than they got out of Spencer Rattler. Yeah, he's just got to stay healthy. Yeah. That's his only thing. Yes, and speaking and speaking of quarterbacks who have to stay healthy because Keaton Slovis to this day or to this point in his career has not. He's been he's missed time all 3 years at, at USC. Now, if you're going to tell me, you know, that same time traveler comes back and tells me, yeah, he started all 12 games, started and finished all 12 games, then I can be talked into pit at night. Uh the, the Addison kid is really good. Uh, I think, you know, Pitts generally okay. K on defense, you know, that side of the ACC isn't, you know, I, like Jason said, it's up for grabs. So Pitt at nine is not terrible. It's not like they're at four. 
Oh, Auburn. No, we've talked about Auburn. No. <laughs> you might as well throw in LSU at 11 in that conversation too. Yeah, you might as well throw in Tennessee. I, I think Tennessee will be better than Auburn this year. So wh- where are they? Um, but so that, that kind of, I wanted to get initial reactions and biggest surprises. Uh, and we kind of did that all in one fell swoop there. So let's talk about the teams that are not on the list I just read off. Um, the other 120, which of those 120 should have been in this 10? So who who is your biggest omission, Timmy? Well, I mean, I don't know if you want to get into it now, but I, I know I made my own top 10 and I think Jason made his, mm-hmm. but um, if you're going to ask me what the biggest omission is off of this list versus what I have on my list, I think the most egregious team that's not in this top 10 has got to be Utah for me. You know, they're they're a solid team, you know, Pac-12 champions last year. Yeah, went toe-to-toe with Ohio State in the fucking yeah, Rose Bowl. Right, and, and if you're going to sit here and tell me that the FPI is based on a whole bunch of other, you know, algorithms and metrics and, you know, all that horse shit, you're not going to look at Utah's schedule and their predicted outcomes and tell me that they're not, you know, potentially one of the top 10 teams in the country. Get the fuck out of here. I mean, yeah. Auburn over them? Kid me? No. <laughs> no. No. Not in not in this world, dude. All right. Yeah. They were a team that kind of showed up on mine, like, hey, where the hell are these dudes? Uh, Jason, who's your biggest snub? <sighs> my biggest snub, and I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. Um, it's Oklahoma State and Gundy. No, Gundy. I I know Baylor won the Big 12. I get it. Okay. But Oklahoma State had a chance to win that game and choked it off. They should have been Big 12 champions. It was yours for the taking, and you choked. You were ready, and you choked. Pretty much their whole fucking team is back. They're not missing a ton of dudes, and they won 11 games a year ago. I mean, what? <laughs> like what? I, I know they've been prone to drop one, but again, this list... I mean, what are they taking that into account? Like Gundy's prone to screw you in betting, so don't bet on them to be in the top ten. I, I mean, they beat Oklahoma last year. They would thump, and didn't they thump Texas last year? If I'm not mistaken, didn't they thump them by like three touchdowns? They, I think they won by two scores, but they also trailed by two scores in the third quarter. That was a, that was one of those patented finishing maneuvers uh, of Texas 2021 right. was blown second half lead. Right. So that's that's my big like gripe with this list. It's like not only do you have Texas at six, but you have Baylor and Oklahoma State outside the top 10 completely. Two teams that beat them a year ago and returned pretty much everybody, including their quarterbacks. I what the fuck? I don't know what's going on there. That that's just a giant WTF to me, man. Like what <laughs> I mean, Utah, obviously huge snub. I agree with Timmy wholeheartedly, but to me, Oklahoma State and Baylor need to be up there, period. All right, so I'm going to agree with you guys on Utah and Baylor. I think they, I I would have them both in. And another team that I was surprised not to see was Ole Miss. Uh, I kind of expected to see either them or Texas A&M, but probably Ole Miss there in like the 9-10 range as opposed to Auburn. Um, which still seems funny to say, but 
Um, Unbelievable. I well, I put it in the group chat, like you know, the list of SEC teams I expect to be better than Auburn this year, and it's it is a not insignificant list. Like I think all I, of them. I think I ran off like seventeen. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, not I like mean, look at look at Kentucky way the fuck down there. I mean, what are they doing down there? They they beat LSU last year. They don't sleep on them boys. I mean, they won double digit games and they're down there way the fuck yeah. down there. I, like I don't Kentucky, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee. Uh, I think Florida will be better than Auburn. I, Auburn at ten Vandy? is just an, an absolute mystery. Hey, Vandy's got a new logo. All right. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah. Exactly. Vanderbilt, South Carolina, and. Missouri are the only three SEC teams that I think I'm reasonably confident will be worse than Auburn. I was going to say, you can pump the brakes on Mizzou if you said they're going to be better than Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, no, well, just FYI, South Carolina, South Carolina beat Auburn last year. Just FYI. They were, oh no, they weren't the final nail in Dan Mullen's coffin, too. That was Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> There's a name I haven't heard in a while. Yeah. So, God, what's he, I'm going to have to look up what he's doing. All right. So now that we've uh, insurance, yeah, maybe. All right. So now that we've kind of talked about what what we would think of the teams on the list and some teams that we think are not on the list but should be. Uh, so we're going to move into the South End Zone FPI, which is not math based. Man, you got to get a you got to get a, a cheat sheet or something. <laughs> Absolutely not math based. Now I'm I'm guessing it'll be so you know some areas of this this top ten list will be drastically different, but Timmy. Uh, give me your top 10. All right. So starting off at the top, a little bit of contention here might arise, but I have Ohio State in the top spot just because I think that them being as strong as they are combined with playing in the Big Ten where there's not going to be as you know stiff of a competition as there is in the SEC, I see them as being the most likely to come out at the number one spot at the end of the season, which is kind of how I constructed this list was, you know, who do I think is most likely to end up where they're at on this list? But right behind them, I have Alabama um, followed by Georgia. And then we start getting into some disparity with the the flat earth list, as I call it. So at at four, I got Texas A&M and then five, Utah, six, Notre Dame, Whoa, wait a minute. Hold the fuck up. Hey, let him get through yeah. the whole top 10 and we'll just trash okay. his right. list right. instead of individual picks. All right. Yeah. Texas A&M at four. Sorry, yeah. I didn't hear anything after that. Yeah, yeah, at four. Uh, Utah at five. Notre Dame at six. I got Clemson at seven. I slid Michigan in at eight. And then I got a real dark horse coming in at nine is your boy Stoops in Kentucky and rounding out the top 10 with Baylor. So, you know, there's a, there's a couple surprises in there, but um, I feel like that's, that's pretty solid. Eight and four Texas A&M and number four in the nation. Yeah, man. I think they're going to be much improved. They're going to raise some eyebrows in the sec this year. I just, just I think they'll raise some eyebrows, just maybe not in the way you think. Yeah, you think so? All right. <laughs> oh man, yeah. I can't. Uh, I can't give them. I can't give an eight and four team with a good recruiting class a number four ranking. They got to show me something before I could put them anywhere near that. Okay, so if they're not at number four for you, Jason, who is? And for that matter, who's one through three and five through ten? So 
I do like your Kentucky pick. I think they will be sneaky good, by the way. I, I don't know that I would put them in the top 10. I wouldn't, but I think they've certainly got a chance to be somewhere in that you know area between 8 and 12 on a regular basis. Um, but, whew, okay. So, number one for me, it's the Bulldogs, Georgia. I don't think they're going anywhere. I don't think anybody in the East is going to beat them. Uh, they don't play Alabama in the regular season. I think they go 12-0 and again. They're freaks everywhere. They have first-round draft picks all over the field again. So they're number one for me. I've got Alabama at two. you got the Heisman winner and then arguably the best defensive player on earth right now in college football. So don't think that's a big shocker to anybody. And then I've got Ohio State at three. I think they are, you know, really – you could throw these three teams, how you could arrange them any way you want, and it's not going to matter to a lot of people. Um, you know, you, you, you're splitting hairs at that point. So, Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Then at four, I got the fighting hardballs, man. Give me Michigan at four. <laughs> Give me Michigan. They, I mean, you look at it, they made the playoffs a year ago. Yes, they have quarterback questions. Yes, they have massive turnover on defense, but. Their schedule sets up really, really nice for them. And they there is no question that they should be like 7-0 and before they play a really good team. So I don't know where they're going to start, but I think they will be in the top five by the time they play a decent team. So they're number four for me. I've got Clemson at five. I think they're sort of the – based on just pure talent – I think they're really the last team and kind of that, you know, elite status because they do have, you know, NFL dudes all over the field. And then uh, at six, I've got Notre Dame. They've got to find a quarterback, kind of the same thing. You know, I think they're going to be really, really good on defense and they schedule anybody they want, but their schedule is a gauntlet. So, I mean, they play Ohio State in week one. So, that. Uh, they may <laughs> hey, drop but back. if I'm gonna play them, that's where I want to play them. You know what I mean? Right. So they, you know, I've got Notre Dame at six. If they can find a quarterback that can uh, do anything resembling decent QB play, because they didn't have that for a large part of last year with Jack Cohn and back and forth between those dudes, then they should be fine. But seven, I've got Gundy, Oklahoma State, jumping in there. I think they'll be pretty good. I defensively they're excellent they're extremely efficient they were one of the better defenses in college football last year and i think that is something a lot of people don't notice because they play in the big 12 you know they were right there as far as statistics go with being one of the best defenses we've seen in the last you know 10 years they were really really good and most of those dudes are back so Spencer Sanders, you know my thoughts on him but you know that's neither here nor there i said he sucked last year and they won 11 games so Gundy is seven. Utah's at eight for me. I think Utah should win the Pac-12 again. Uh, Cam Rising, his numbers don't, they're not eye-popping, but I think he's really good. I think they probably would have won, you know, they went 10-4 and four last year. If he's starting the first two games instead of Charlie Brewer, I think they have, you know, they might have gone 12-0. and 0. But, uh, and then at nine and 10, I've got Baylor and Oklahoma. Baylor, give I give them a slight edge because they, you know, they won the Big Twelve. I'm still not a buyer of Gary Bohannon at quarterback. I don't think he's very good, but Dave Aranda, coach of the year last year for most people, a lot of people anyway. 
And uh, I think they'll be pretty good again. And then, like, like I said, I've got Oklahoma at 10. I'm, I'm with Eric on this one. I think they'll be a lot better, especially defensively. And Dylan Gabriel, as long as he stays healthy, they should hold serve in the Big 12 this year, if, if I'm being honest. So that's my top 10. Before I get to mine, I got a question because I was, I'm kind of surprised that the word Wisconsin didn't come up in the discussion yet. Did you, because to me, I think they're probably a clear favorite going into the season in the West, provided they get anything resembling average quarterback play, you know, and by average, I mean just more touchdowns and interceptions, which is something they did not have last year. Uh, they're always going to be really, really good on defense, just like they were last year. And I would expect them to be this year. So, you know, I, I look at Wisconsin, I see a team that, could very easily finish 10 and two win the West. And then, you know, it's anyone's ball game in the conference championship game. It'd be kind of a fun matchup to watch with Ohio state, but I, they were kind of on the fringe for me, but um, yeah, they they're in the same boat, man. They've got to find a QB, you know, Graham Mertz. Is he, is he going to be the guy? Because if he is, I don't feel great about it. And their schedule also does not set up well for them. They've got road games at Ohio state, Michigan state, Iowa, Nebraska, and they're home for Missouri and Purdue. So unless I see something drastically different, especially in the running game, like if they can get back to doing what Wisconsin used to do and just like run over people, then sure. But yeah, they got like three, four losses written all over them. Yeah, I agree. I think they're, you know, an eight and four, nine and three. If, you know, at best, I, I just don't see him getting past Iowa, Nebraska, Michigan State, and Ohio State without like three losses in there. Yeah, I didn't look at their schedule. I forget everything I said about them. That that sounds <laughs> it's 10 and 10 and two might be a stretch. But uh, so I, I have Ohio State at one. Um, just like I said earlier, I don't think they're going to lose this year. I, I think getting Jim Knowles, uh, hiring him as defensive coordinator away from Oklahoma state, I think is going to, you know, they didn't make the playoff last year because their run defense was horrid. Uh, that's what cost them the Oregon game. That's what cost them the Michigan game. That's what almost cost them the Utah game. Well, so what do you do? You go hire the guy who just ran Oklahoma state's defense. Uh, and, and if you just get the run defense to be okay and not tragic, that team can make a serious amount of noise. Um, so I have Ohio state at one, I have Alabama at two, and I have Georgia at three. I've cla- I'm gonna I'm just gonna keep be kind of lazy and just keep Clemson and Notre Dame at four and five, just like they did. Um, I think Clemson's gonna be really good. I think they will get the quarterback position figured out, and on defense they are gonna be a beast again. Uh, Notre Dame, we already talked about them, kind of the same thoughts as you guys. At six, I've got Utah because I don't understand why they aren't the odds-on favorite to to win the Pac-12 and why they're not in this top ten. Um, Everybody's picking USC because they think Lincoln Riley is going to do something magical. Yeah, I don't. I mean, well, it would be magical. I don't buy it. Well, I don't either. I'm just saying, if it happened, it, it would it would require magic. Yeah, what I saw was that Vegas is probably going to project Oregon to win the North and Utah to win the South. But by all measurements, I'm seeing Oregon still favored to win the conference. Seven. I got Michigan, and I'm gonna. I'm going to keep Oklahoma at eight uh, just because I think uh, Dylan Gabriel is going to be good there and they will be better on defense and in the big 12 being better on defense and Oklahoma ones last year can, can win you some games because um, everyone kind of is going to put up some points. Uh, so I talked about Pitt. I, you know, I could be talked into Pitt at nine if Keaton Slovis stays healthy and actually plays in all the games. However, I don't think that's going to happen. 
Uh, I think the the best predictor for for injury is past injury, and he has been hurt all the time. And I I don't know, you know, I'm just not confident that he's going to play in all the games. Uh, so they're out of my top ten. And instead of Pitt, uh, I'm going to put Baylor at nine. And believe it or not, Auburn did not make my top ten. Um, oh, <laughs> shocking! Random. Yes, shocking. I am going to. <laughs> I'm going to replace them with another SEC West team um, that is not Timmy's number four Texas A&M, and that is Ole Miss. <laughs> I can't believe that number four. Get hey, out of here! Hey, hey, come on, man! Get out of here now! Max and and or- Oregon, I, I have Ole Miss at ten, kind of by a nose over Oregon. Uh, I think Oregon's bringing back enough talent, uh, and the the Pac-12 North is not daunting in the least, so they should be. They should be favored basically in every conference game they play, and I would expect them to represent North in the conference championship game. So I was kind of surprised to see Oregon off that list as well, but they're 11 for me. Yeah, sorry, Auburn. You're, no, <laughs> not at all, but that's mine. <laughs> so I don't think I had anything too outlandish out on there like like A&M. No. But yeah, Texas didn't make mine. Pitt didn't make mine. Auburn didn't. I don't, I will never understand Auburn at 10, but you know, watch, watch them win 10 games this year because I said that shit. Oh God, I don't see it. Yeah, uh, we've kind of we've kind of talked FPI to death. I think we've all all kind of made our point, and uh, we are running a little bit late here. So, if you guys don't have anything else, I'm going to wrap us up. I have one thing, something that I've been waiting to do, been putting it off for weeks, and it's not going to take all that long. So we He's have about to do is taxes, ladies and gentlemen. So now that takes a while. Uh, next week, so, I'm not entirely sure what we're doing actually for next week. Do you have anything planned, Jason? I do. But before we get to that, I have some listener DMs slash emails that we need to go over because I've been putting them off for weeks. So uh, the first couple that I that I just, you know, I had to sift through a few and I picked a couple that I liked here. The first one comes from John in North Carolina. <laughs> so he, he's a man of few words but he means he means business uh all it says is hunter is a moron clemson <laughs> is a powerhouse <laughs> <laughs> so hunter blue little shade thrown your way there i tend to agree with john uh, i clemson, think the rest of us agree yeah clemson's good hunter is go yeah i don't think he's an idiot i, th- I just think that was a bad take like that was just that was a bad opinion um but now that's a bad idiot. take, Eric. Just, He's an idiot. Yeah, it's bad. And, He's an uh, idiot. And Sandy in South Carolina also agrees. Hunter says Clemson isn't a juggernaut, typical of an LSU fan to troll Clemson after beating us in the title game in 19. While he's watching soccer, Clemson has been winning <laughs> d- double-digit games every year. <laughs> what the hell? Oh man! Good lord! Just a personal shot at his soccer love. That's that's true. So much shade. All right. Uh, oh fuck! Here's some shade coming my way. Uh, Grant yeah. from Mobile. Grant from Mobile says, "Jason, you're such a typical bammer." <laughs> bammer. Bammer said Auburn will surprise a lot of people this year, and Harson is actually the right guy for the job. Also, a bold prediction: Robbie Ashford breaks records this year. This guy signed Mr. Flat Earth. <laughs> Did he specify which records? 
No, he didn't. He might be interception records. I'm not sure. Yeah, and, yeah I'm you just, know, I'm I'll give him a little credit. I did watch Auburn spring game, and Robbie Ashford looked like the only product that they might have that might be dynamic at QB. So, but he's not guaranteed to even start. We don't. It'd probably be TJ Finley. But uh, last one we have before I get to our most infamous one. The last one is from Terry, and let's see where was he from. He's from Georgia. Says Eric, love your inclusion of the Sun Belt during the season. I'm a fan of the obscure games that nobody likes to watch. They're my favorite games to bet on. Love the show, guys. Keep it coming. So, little love for Eric there. No shade thrown his way. Apparently, the Sun Belt the sun getting belt. a little love. Yeah, yeah, man. Little guy likes to bet on the Fun Belt. So, what, what else are you going to do on Thursday night? Watch trash ass yeah. NFL game. Exactly. Nothing. So, last but not least. Oh boy, that damn guy is in the email. Yeah, and he's back, my man, and he's he's back with a vengeance. Um, he's back. He never really left. Yeah, and he says, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. "I'm gonna try to say this without laughing because I haven't read it since the day he sent it." Uh, hey, South End Zone Pod guys, wanted to drop a line and set the record straight about a few things. First of all. Timmy, your comments on Feinbaum are interesting. Feinbaum has got a hand right on the pulse of college football, and you're slamming him? Here's a tip. Maybe listen to his show and try to learn something. While you're at it, follow Danny Cannell and expand your knowledge. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Says, in the meantime, where's the love for my fighting Irish? You faded them all year last year, and we've got a fresh young coach, a stable full of NFL talent and a schedule that sets us up for great for the playoffs six months from now. It's going to be fun to hear you guys talking about how Notre Dame is the team to beat. but keep up the good work. And we all look forward to discussing to a pod, discussing the team. Nobody's talking about go Irish signed that damn guy. Well, first of (sighs) all, I would just like to congratulate that damn guy for finally announcing his allegiances to the public, ladies and gentlemen, that, you know, that's, that's a round of applause worthy accomplishment there, you know? So he's a Notre Dame fan. All right. Okay. Apparently so. And, you know, as he's watching the Irish and serving people cupcakes and what was it? Brandy. I don't bourbon, know. Yeah, bourbon. Remember. Yeah. Might as well be Brandy. Who cares? But, <laughs> um, it, you know, I slammed Notre Dame last year because they deserved it. I, I'm not going to hold any punches, but, you know, I gave them a little bit of love in my preseason top 10 here. So I don't want to hear it. All right. Yeah. But yeah, that's all the emails that I got. We, you know, had a few other DMs and stuff. If I didn't mention you, sorry, I just, we're running really long here and we've got to get off this podcast. So, yeah, well, I think maybe if there's, there's some good ones, we can try and catch up next week, but we're, we're way over. Editing is going to be fun, but uh, what do we got next week? I don't even know. Uh, Well, we were going to do some teams on the cusp type stuff but i think i may just change it up so we're just going to surprise you next week listeners okay. we'll, we'll surprise you it's going to be good though whatever it is because yeah shit's uh, i'm not going to say i'm not going to say you'll know when we know because we'll know a couple of days before you but you'll kind of you'll hear it when we hear it um yeah you'll you'll so, figure it out i don't know we so, might just go just go nuts and do a bio on mike leach the wild no, card. Ooh, i'm gonna need more than a week on that guy so <laughs> all right so uh next week's topic tbd uh 
maybe when we decide, you can probably uh, follow us on Twitter and we'll, we'll put it up there so you know what to expect uh, you know, if you need to pre-plan your podcast listening. Other than that, uh, we'll be back with you guys next week on a topic yet to be determined. And everybody stay safe and take care. Thank you very much. Have a great day.